just tardy to the party. He's Bill Nutter, not Daniel Rudis. We fill our pop culture pieces of media we missed the first time around. We also are going chronologically through Disney through the decades, but only the stuff that's available in the Disney through the decades section on the Disney Plus app. Mm -hmm. Not app, service. I always say app, yeah. but it's a service. It's an app on a lot you of go things. To you go to search, you go to Disney through the decades, and it's there, And but they add stuff now and then, so we might not have done everything on You know what, I'm surprised they haven't, it doesn't, I don't know if they've added anything new ahead of us. They've definitely added a couple of shorts, I don't think any movies, but they've definitely added a couple shorts behind us. So if you go mm -hmm. through chronologically, this is our 10th episode of uh, Disney through the decades, including, uh, you know, the movies we've done like Fantasia and Pinocchio. But yeah, if if you go if you follow along with this chronologically now, it'll look like we're skipping over a couple of shorts just because of the yeah those are new shorts that have added in the couple months since we started this because yeah we've been doing this what since Christmas or so be yeah. the beginning of no, 2020 so, well since yeah since tw the start of 2020 yeah and we're recording this now it's it's the uh, beginning of June 2020 so yeah I'm, uh, a I'm surprised we stuck with this this long b that we've actually gotten through this much material. Uh, we're kind of like... Well, let's see what happens when we get to the 50s and 60s. <laughs> it's, well, that's I was about to say, because we're like in the early 1940s, we're kind of getting to the end of... This has been the Disney animation kind of golden era, at least what a lot of people consider the golden era to be, before Walt Disney lost his mind when the yeah. studio strike happened in 1941. And he just kind of... Not that he stopped being involved with the animation, but he definitely... Started like, like like after the strike is when he started getting more interested in like not so much animation but also doing documentaries and started thinking about Disneyland and stuff like that. So we're we're, we're actually kind of like through most of like the quote unquote the best stuff Disney has to offer. And quote unquote. Quote unquote. We'll see, but well, actually speaking, of some of the best stuff we have to offer. Um, <laughs> it may sound a little weird. Uh, this episode, the next couple episodes, we're because we're recording this and the next episode of Disney through the decades back to back. So I'm not quite sure what's going to be posted in between this episode and the yeah. next one, whatever I choose to for, for my own half of Tart of the Party. Uh, but yeah. the two episodes that we're recording of um, Disney for the Decades today has a lot of goofy shorts, the how-to goofy shorts, mm -hmm. which are low-key some of the best Disney cartoons ever made. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's why I think I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Any cartoon with a goofy holler can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's... That's uh, the second cartoon we're talking about today, The Art of Skiing. It is the debut of the Goofy Holler. It, it is the first Goofy how-to. Well, technically, I guess the how-to series is specifically... It's not called how-to ski, it's just called The Art of Skiing. But it set the template for what the how-to Goofy series would become. And I was reading last night about the history, the evolution of Goofy cartoons. I forgot the 1950s? They have, like, so I guess the the, the how-to cartoons eventually, with Goofy, eventually turn into, like, a day in the life of George Geef? They kind of yeah. came up with a new name for, I guess it was just a Goofy person, not necessarily Goofy himself. And he had the yeah, kid with the red nose. Mm -hmm. I forgot about all that shit. And it was kind of the template for, for Goof Troop later on with Max and stuff. The wife who you never see the face of and she seems oddly human. Yeah, it's that, yeah. <laughs> oh, cartoon weirdest. Um, but yeah, that, all that kind of starts here today with today's episode. Not that it's the first episode, the first episode we're talking about. Okay, so uh, just for, uh, uh, so people can follow along with us, we are talking about uh, today's six episodes. Uh, we're As we're looking at Disney for the decades right now, these are the six episodes after Fantasia. They are... 
uh, Donald Duck in early to bed. <laughs> of course. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is the moment oh, my no. eye just decided to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> you choke on those words. Just the name Donald Duck just give, fills me with such ire that I can't even hold it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Donald Duck in early... <laughs> that was a grotesque cop! Even <laughs> I was just joking around. <laughs> I did just wake up not that long ago, so I like I still mm. got sleep flow in my throat. Uh, but yeah, it's Donald Duck in early to bed. Uh, di- uh, pff, goofy in the art of skiing. Uh, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse in Canine Caddy. God, that's not mm-hmm. a good cartoon. <laughs> Donald Duck and <laughs> Chef Donald. <laughs> Uh, Mickey Mouse in the Little Whirlwind, also a terrible cartoon. Pluto and Lenda Pie, also a terrible cartoon. Uh, not, t- I mean, it's not the end of the world, but like, oh, okay. well, we, we, we'll, we'll talk about it. That's the whole point of this episode. We'll talk about all this shit blow by blow. Let's, you want to start with Donald Duck in Early to Bed. Mr. Yeah. Sleepy Duck. Yeah. And I said it before last time when Donald was waking up in the uh, Mickey's trailer. Yeah. But Sleepy Sleepy Donald's the most realistic Disney <laughs> has ever been with any character. Why? Just because he's so not, not one to wake up and everything like that? It's They just do his sleepiness so well, like the point where he takes his finger and rubs it in between his toes. Hey, that- <laughs> It's, there, there's some observational shit, yeah, surprisingly. Um, you know, actually, even before that, uh, the early to bed, the title card. This is so, so uh, there are some good title cards, especially with the Donald Duck shorts. It's not, it's not very complicated, it's just a picture of Donald Duck, like a silhouette of Donald Duck getting ready for bed, but the colors and everything are just so, it's a nicely just des- designed image. I want a postcard mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, Donald Duck, he's getting up, and he's like, <laughs> there's one weird shot. It's like the second shot of the cartoon. It's Donald Duck stretching in front of like is there a light in the window but he's silhouetted you can see his naked body through his pajamas it's it's one of those things if this was a naked lady it'd be an artistic pussy from behind porno shot but it's Donald Duck but yeah he's in his jammies and yeah he's yeah I love his fingers and the webbing of his toes it's so weird but I love it yeah I always mean even last night when I was going to bed I was thinking why don't everyone, when they go to bed, should do the whole, like, and stretch, and, like, that seems so comfortable. Just watching it now, I want to go back to sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he, mas- I, I, he, he, I, he massages I, I his feet. That's one of the things, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like some of that stuff you do more when you wake up than when you Yeah, that's kind of weird, but yeah. But I don't really stretch yeah. when I'm have crawling you, into bed. But, you have know. you ever actually had a pillow filled with feathers? Like an actual uh, down pillow. I, I know my my parents did on their bed, and I sleep on there occasionally. Do were you comfortable with I, that? Because I've got one right now, and like the little, the stems of the feathers keep poking through oh, the yeah. fabric and jabbing yeah. me in the face. It, it's not yeah, comfortable. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, they'll do that. I mean, that's yeah, why you no. get a pillowcase, but they even stick through the pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep at like it's almost two a.m. What is a duck been doing <laughs> until two at that hour? Yeah, he's talking about how he used to get up early in the morning too, and I'm like maybe he's just up drinking and just like because he's, he's living by himself, so maybe he's masturbating. Who the fuck knows? So, ah, who knows? Yeah. And of course, the ticking of his alarm clock keeps him up because I don't know, but it's. it's it's, it's almost like he's never that, slept with an alarm thing. clock before. <laughs> now, it's, yeah. for some reason, this night of all nights. I mean, granted, sometimes you get insomnia. You'll be more touchy about a, stuff like that. This is a trope that well, a lot of cartoons have done, where the tick, you gotta have the clock that ticks that keeps you up. I think we've done that already a couple times within the Disney shorts we've talked about in the past, where it's like, yeah. yeah. 
And he's tries smashing it rather than just taking it to a different part of his house yeah. because or just otherwise you wouldn't it wouldn't you wouldn't have any comedy. Uh, does, he tries to put it in the drawer of his of his uh, the nightstand. Nightstand, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. He throws it and it swings back at him and he swallows it because that had if it's a Donald cartoon he's got to swallow something. That's weird. They had a thing with that, yeah. Well, I, it always becomes the thing where he starts dancing because the thing inside of him starts juking, which mm -hmm. that's been yeah, a pretty consistent thing in all the Donald cartoons we've seen so far. Yeah, he twerks against the wall with it to try to smash it. <laughs> There's a weird thing where also, like, suddenly he can see through the skin of his own belly to see the clock in his belly. And not well, because it's I, glowing I, I, or anything like that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this was probably, probably a fairly recent... Uh, invention with the glowing like numbers on the clock. Oh, I didn't think about that. So maybe that's what they're. In oh, okay, I could see that. The 1940s. Because <laughs> you know that shit was mildly radioactive back <sighs> in the day. Yeah. Well, you're, are you talking about like glow in the dark stuff? Not like not that there's yeah, like an yeah, actual yeah, battery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually it probably actual was some dark. kind of lethal fucking kryptonite on that shit. They didn't care mm -hmm. as long as it glowed. In no, the dark, they didn't yeah. give a fuck. It's science. Science is awesome. Yeah. Even if it kills us. And so, yeah, essentially he spends most of the cartoon just fighting the clock. He smashes into mm -hmm. bits. There's something about how he ends out. up, like, there's, like, rubber stretchy things on his wall. Yeah, those are where exercise yeah, things back which... when people didn't know how to exercise. <clears throat> and they thought that just jiggling your fat around on one of those machines made you lose it somehow. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was maybe the kind of thing where you're supposed to, like, pull on the strands. Out of the wall, because he ends up doing he ends up Yeah, no, no, that's what you do, did. I mean, it was it was their resistance bands. Like, I mean, <laughs> it is something you can use now yeah. with like resistance bands and shit. But I, they didn't know diddly squat about that kind of stuff. When I was a kid, my grandma, who was like ninety five years old in like nineteen eighties, uh, she had old Sears and Robot catalogs from like nineteen ten. And it was always mm -hmm. the greatest, like, weight loss belts, electro-stimulus, shaky, like, melt the fat away by just putting, like, eight double-D batteries into this thing and wearing this electric belt around the house. That was kind of yep. Yeah. Oh, they still have that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sure, but, like, I love even back you. in the day where there's but the belt itself would weigh 30 pounds, and you probably actually just, the only weight you're losing is by the fact that you're adding, like, you're wearing these 30 pounds of bad batteries around your waist. But, yeah, not that mm -hmm. the batteries themselves are actually doing anything, but... And hey, Donald Duck yeah, still keeps on fighting. Yeah, he has to wrestle with his folding bed. That's pretty much the latter half of, um, of the cartoon, mm -hmm. yeah. It's weird, too, because, like, like... I do like the the way he swears, though, where he just says, Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. <laughs> it's a weird thing, because it's not quite... What's It's the Murphy beds that are the ones that fold down out of a closet door, right? Like in the Muppet, yes. Great Muppet Caper? Yes. This is a weird thing where it slides out like a drawer underneath, like, a, like a, like a heightened closet... And then it kind mm -hmm. of folds like chatterbox teeth. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because it folds in the middle, it's filled with springs. It starts like, essentially kind of eating him, and he's fighting it. And that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he breaks out his BDSM gear and straps himself all down to the bed, yeah. getting ready for a night of fun. He does a weird clocks. thing where he's got, like, this neck brace? Like, mm -hmm. suspended around, like, it looks like it's around his neck, but then he goes to sleep and it's just around his mouth. I guess it's just to keep him forced, sandwiched into the bed, but, like, with a cutout for his mouth to breathe. It's a little Yeah, it's weird. also a little bit, a little bit for his autoerotic asphyxiation and force-feeding like, yeah. fetishes. Of course, that doesn't work and the whole thing falls apart and explodes. And... Well, the clock pieces that broken apart wiggle back together. Oh, that is weird! Off. It is great, yeah, because, like, I guess uh, one of the springs... Is like mm -hmm. is is catches in a crevice in Donald's floor, 
and that's just enough, gives it enough purchase to connect with another piece, that connects with another piece, and it kind of like the car in Christine, <laughs> the, the yeah. fucking clock puts it, kind of puts itself back together, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how long they brainstorm them trying to figure out some other way, and they're just like, fuck it, just have them wiggle back together. It's, if, even for a cartoon, it's a little like, that's kind of, that's, that's weird, but yeah. Um, but it uh, does that, so he freaks out and smashes apart the bed and bounces everywhere, turning the sp- spike the springs into spikes. Oh, and then a blanket lands on his head. Oh, looks like a turban. Oh, yeah, this cartoon's got to earn its <laughs> may contain Uh-oh. cultural depictions of blah blah blah. It needs to earn that <laughs> warning some way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> he's a racist old snake charmer. Great, know. super funny ending. That's the ending. Fantastic. That's it. That's just okay. Um, oh, I skipped over one interesting technical thing I thought was kind of cool. Uh, there's a bit mm. where uh, Donald gets chomped up inside the folding bed uh, with his lamp. And mm-hmm. for a, there's a minute there where he's, like, stuck inside his bed being suspended by the lamp with, like, rays of... Like, all the lights in the room go out because the lamp was, I guess, the sole source of illumination in the room. And, you know, it's the middle of the night. But it's a cool shot of, like, he's stuck in his bed with the lamp suspended from the ceiling, like, dangling from the ceiling. With, like, rays of light sticking out of the bed... And just like looks really cool. It's just I, I thought it was just really ah, it was a nicely done little gag. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the highlight of the cartoon for me. But that's don't yeah. don't go to bed. Don't don't go to bed. Yeah, good nicely because he had to get ready for the next cartoon, which is what it, the art of skiing. He had to. He had, and it start. He had to it be starts with yodeling. yodeling. I need more yodeling in my life. This when I saw the yodeling and I was like, okay. I had to look it up to see if this is the first um, cartoon of this ilk with Goofy. Uh, just because, you know, Disney through the decades doesn't include everything. And I saw that it was, and I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Why the Goofy yell is so weird, because if this is the first Goofy cartoon like this, and this is this the first Goofy yell, that totally justifies why the Goofy yell is so weird. Because they have this guy with all the yodeling throughout this thing, so the guy must have also been the guy who did the Goofy yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. exactly... Because I've seen, like, um... <coughs> after watching this, I looked up a compilation of uh, Goofy hollers? Which I guess mm, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes Disney will still use the original recording of the Goofy Holler made for the Art of Skiing short that we're talking about right now. Uh, but I guess because that recording still sounds kind of weird, if you have a modern day someone uh, playing Goofy, they'll try to like recreate that that yodeling yell, and they can never get it quite right because they're not a yodeler. So you can kind of see how they're trying to ape the Goofy yell, but they can't get it quite right because this guy was so because yeah. but yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. It's, it's uh, and I I I don't need this short telling me that it's pronounced Sheen, which I that's, guess is a real thing. I, I've heard that recently too. That like that's actually supposed to be Sheen, but yeah, yeah. But get out of here with that shit. I mean, and then the voiceover guy, he just he starts by saying, "Skiing is fast becoming the popular of all winter sports." But well, which is it? You just said skiing. I. Uh, I don't know. And I'm then he surprised says, they don't make more of a joke out of the fact well, that, like, well, he does. He does say "skeen," pronounced "sheen." Well, which what is? I'm what are you doing? That's this is. You can't say this, I'm going to pronounce this wrong and then tell you how to actually. pronounce I'm assuming it. Thank they're you taking the piss out of people even in 1941 who are like, oh, you know, technically it's called "sheen," because yeah. that's the whole. <clears throat> oh man, I really screwed up my voice with that coughing fit earlier. Oh, no. Um, I mean, that's the premise of the, all these cartoons, is that you've got this super pretentious narrator, 
um, pontificating about all this stuff. And he's kind yeah. of a blowhard. And so, of course, some of the stuff he's going to say is not going to... It doesn't matter. It's not supposed to make sense all the time. It's, he, he's, nah, just, nah, 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 nah. he's just supplying a pretentious base for Goofy mm. to perform on. They're taking the piss out of the pretentiousness by being a total fucking jackass all the time. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's... Yeah, I guess... I mean, we, it's, it is already kind of an interesting challenge to talk about these cartoons, but the art of skiing and all the how-to cartoons are going to be interesting because there's not much of a plot. It really is just, even even compared to other Disney cartoon shorts, just a bunch of vignettes because it is just kind of presented as a documentary just to, for an excuse for gags. So there's no, like, thoroughfare of a plot. Like, Goofy's not no. trying to do anything in particular other than just ski. He's not trying to save <laughs> anyone or do anyone or uh, <clears throat> do anything. Oh, he's trying to do... He's not trying to do anyone. <laughs> he's already... Uh, we already saw his wife... Like, this is But, anyway, I'm just saying. This is, it, it, it's it's just saying. for gags and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. He gets out of bed with water bottles, fur coats, all the skins of his enemies <laughs> on him. Yeah. And shows the inside of a ski boot and with Goofy Goofy's foot in there. Really nicely, he, like, almost Mad Magazine caliber drawing of his foot with toenails and... So do you do you not mind Goofy's feet when they're flesh colored like this? You only hate them when they're like it's the weird because when like it's all... because this happens again. I think maybe in some of the Goofy cartoons we're going to talk about in the next episode where Goofy does have black feet again, and it's weird because like he's supposed to be a dog, but like the when he has the black skin and the feet, just something about like I, I I like I'm surprised like it seems like it'd be more palatable if they would put like give if they gave him like toe beans on the bottom of his feet to suggest like. A little bit of that, that canine <laughs> no, I, no, anatomy. Not, I don't. I would not like that. I don't at all, know, no. but there's still something about like, or I. This could be like this could be a class structure thing that like the fact that Blue, Goofy kind of reads as like a black guy, except with like a dog face, is kind of mm. weird too. I don't know. There's something kind of. I don't know. So, but yeah, but Goofy he tries to ski at the Sugar Bowl. Ski resort, which I guess is actually a real ski resort that Disney invested in, in real life. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he's got to wear a sweater to ski, and that must have sucked ass to have to, like, wear a shitty sweater that's going to get all wet and soak into your body and give you pneumonia. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, the like, not that I've, I've gone on ski trips, but I don't ski, so I've just hung out, like, the ski chalets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine, like like, the technology of the ski equipment itself being all that good and everything like that. So, being on A, not very good ski equipment, B, like, not very efficient warm weather with your clothing, so you're just, like, your only real way to stay warm is to wear 15 shitty wool sweaters and stuff like that. Couldn't have been the most comfortable thing in the world. But, yeah. No. Um. So, they show some Bob Ross mountains, scroll across all that, mm -hmm. And the voiceover dude says some poetic shit, and Goofy gets his ass slapped by an old-timey ski lift that looks like it could kill you. Yeah. That's the thing! You're watching all this shit, and you're like, yeah, it's hard to tell how much of this stuff is supposed to look creaky on purpose, versus 1941-era shit was just scary and unsafe, and hit. like, that's not the joke of the cartoon. Like, it's just, it was, it was, it was unsafe technology at the time, but they, you know, they didn't know it because they were living in the past, and the shitty, shitty past. Yeah. <laughs> shitty, shitty, shitty pass. Oh, goofy. And it's only gonna get shittier. 
So, I wonder if the animators enjoyed uh, animating Goofy with no bones, trying to, like, work his skis since they haven't gotten to do that since the Goddess of Spring. God, man, he, when he's trying to put the skis on in the chalet, even before he leaves the, the, the ski lodge, like, he does the whole thing where he's like, yeah, because he did, doesn't take his skis off before he tries to put his pants on, and it's a whole thing, and, like, this is a really good a animation, though. Like, all the things are Goofy in this cartoon short, not even, like, one specific gag, but, like... I also wonder how much of skiers the people who made this cartoon were, because you think, like, did it just happen to be that some Disney's best animators just happened to be skiing? Because just the way he, like, tangles up his feet and stuff like that, it seems like you would have to have some excuse, some experience with real skis to kind of mm -hmm. get a feel for how you could easily fuck yourself up. Granted, you could use imagination, too, but I'm mm -hmm. sure it helps to have someone with skiing experience kind of, you know, at least on the team to come up with gags at least even if they're not animating the gags but it's all yeah. pretty good stuff it's cute stuff yeah goofy's bad at skiing turns out <laughs> yeah that's really yeah <laughs> bouncing it's... down an uh, <laughs> bouncing down an entire mountain on your asshole seems unpleasant mm -hmm. i like even the first thing he does he's like trying to throw himself down the mountain and he ends up going backwards that's like, literally yeah. the first thing he does in the cartoon when he's actually on top of the mountain is funny yeah. I guess shushing is named from the shush sound that happens right before the goofy screen. You know what? Which is, I guess, oh. I guess in the 1940s you would have to kind of point that out because, you know, today, you know, all you have to do is throw on, you know, TV in the middle of the Saturday afternoon and you might find some skiing. So you know what skiing sounds like. But, like, to a 1941 audience, maybe they've never seen skiing, so maybe they don't know that it's, it's called shushing because that's the sound of what skiing makes. So they have to explain that to you, which I thought was kind of sociologically kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he hits a tree, another goofy scream while he does the ski <laughs> jump, he flies scream. through the air, yeah. crashes into his bed all tired, and a skier never has trouble falling asleep in the dance. Yeah, yeah like I said, that kind of cartoon's kind of got hard to, hard to do a blow-by-blow -blow unless you're just explaining each specific gag. Because, like, like yeah. I said, there's oh, not there's much so of a narrative to talk about. Even Donald yeah. Duck trying to go to sleep is more of a narrative than what that cartoon had. But it was a good cartoon. Because yeah. Yeah. it's really... It's interesting because it's not really even paying, paying on the fact that Goofy... Well, I guess Goofy is an idiot. But, but they're good cartoons. Anyway, I'm glad this this started off a whole series of just Goofy getting his ass kicked by himself. It was a good time. Yeah, what? yeah. What? Um, yeah. You know what's not good times? Yeah. Canine Caddy. I get the feeling <laughs> that, like... A Pluto cartoon about golf? This is going to be real exciting. I know the whole point. Like, we talked about in Fantasia that Fantasia started off with... Um, the genesis of Fantasia was... Disney trying to rehabilitate Mickey's image, trying to make him relevant again after he had been kind of usurped by all the funnier cartoon characters Disney had come up with in the in the year since Steamboat Willie. And this is like, yeah, this is coming out like the year after Fantasia, and we're already back to like, okay, I can see why Mickey was always boring, even after Fantasia. Like, he just wasted his own little rejuvenation attempt at Fantasia, where mm -hmm. it's like... Yeah, it's Mickey. <laughs> He's going... I guess this is technically a Pluto Welcome. cartoon, because when it starts off, it's Pluto's face at the start, but... Yeah. Welcome to the ugliest design of Mickey we've ever seen. It's weird, because he's got giant, giant, giant feet. And it's weird, mm -hmm. too, because now this is a weird design of Mickey they didn't stick with for a long time. Where Mickey's got, like, insights to his ears. Uh, instead of And he's got buck teeth now Yeah, and he's then. got kind of buck teeth. He's got the giant... Which I don't actually have a problem with the feet, because he's a cartoon character. Cartoon Like, Roger Rabbit's got giant feet, too. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a very specific era 
of Mickey Mouse that they didn't stick with for a long time. And then also Minnie Mouse shows up and she's got the same thing where, yeah, instead of keeping, I mean, that's one of the more famous things about Mickey Mouse. In most cartoons, they keep his ears always in silhouette no matter how his ears are oriented yeah. to the audience. And this one, I, I to give them credit, if I were drawing Mickey Mouse, I would probably want to try to make it like more normal organic ears too. And the fact that he has kind of like dark gray insides to his ears, and even you can see like they draw like a little tuft of fur where the inside of his ear meets like his head and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I don't have a problem with them trying to mix up the design a little bit. But it is just, yeah, the, like they also give him buck teeth and stuff, and he's also just not as nicely animated as he was back in the past. Like, like they make him look more rat-like, but they also took away his tail. Yeah, well, yeah, when was the last time we saw him? He hasn't had his tail in a long time, though, right? It's not like he had his tail in Fantasia. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, uh, well, he was wearing a whole robe in that, so uh, I don't sure know. So. He's wearing baggy pants in this. Maybe he's just got his tail wrapped around his leg or something like that. Yeah, but, so technically, I hate to talk shit on Pluto, because there's nothing, like, inherently wrong with Pluto. I think, Pluto sucks. I think Pluto... Pluto... Pluto's a fine dog, but his cartoons uh, are always garbo. Pluto's... <sighs> Mickey Mouse cartoons by themselves are inherently kind of more boring than the other cartoons. And when you've got, like, the dog of the most boring character in the Disney canon, it's, like, double boring. And Pluto... And it's and Pluto never has any real agency. He's just... Every cartoon is about him just trying to fulfill Mickey's... Mickey's wishes, and then he just gets fucked up by what's going on. He doesn't... Pluto... Pluto's only personality is that he just gets his ass kicked by everything around him. And he doesn't, like, yeah. he, he doesn't have any kind of, like, he's not a motivator of action. He's always just the victim of everything else happening to him. Well, he's, he's a uh, passive he's also character. He's a huge asshole sometimes. And, yeah, too. I've always mentioned this in the past. I don't like his, his shiny eyelids. I don't like the bump mm -hmm. on the top of his head. I don't like yeah. the fact that they draw his rear legs like people legs. And the fact that mm -hmm. he's got, like, that flabby dog skin. He's, got, he's, like, one of the wrinkliest Disney characters. And he's always got the yeah. claws. <laughs> and it's the, like I it makes it sound like I hate him. I don't hate Pluto, but there's just something inherently un no, un un unappealing about I, him. He's got the ball I sack don't like his cartoons. And, yeah, and his cartoons just aren't that interesting. That's why when Chip and Dale showed up to torture him later, Chip and Dale's took off and became popular characters on their own right because they were more interesting than Pluto. Um, but yeah, but so it's fucking. I guess Pluto's just trying to like get like Mickey's ball while he's golfing and shit. That's kind of the whole cartoon. He's just being his caddy. A yeah, canine well, caddy, um, as someone would suggest. Yeah. Yeah, with Mickey yelling at Pluto to be quiet so he can hit his ball because golf is so stupid. You need absolute silence to do anything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm scrolling through the episode now on Disney Plus, too, and it really is the first half of the cartoon is like one gag of Pluto just like going through the sand pit trying to get Mickey's yeah. ball back. Yeah. Yep, Mickey uses hair clippers to make a path for his ball to the hole. Yeah. Old mechanical yep. hair clippers, too. Like, it's kind of mm -hmm. ghastly looking. Yeah. Do you like that better? Or the one, the, the Donald golf short where he parted the, head, the, golf, the grass like a hair? The hair's kind of funnier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that shows that Mickey's not above cheating, nor is Pluto when he s snorts the ball into the hole. Yeah. With a... <laughs> <laughs> Like you said, the ball lands in a sand trap, and... That's, like the, that's, a, that's the first half of the cartoon. It's already half over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get the feeling even, at it even the animators are kind of killing time with this cartoon. Yeah. It lands on um, Pluto's ass when Mickey takes his next swing, and then he keeps swinging at it, and Pluto's shaking because he doesn't want to get his asshole blasted off by Mickey, and so Mickey screams at him to like, hold still because he's a dick. 
In in this short particular, Mickey seems more like he was supposed to be Donald, but somebody didn't get a memo. Yeah. I I, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised like if it was supposed to be originally Donald and later like we like as a as part of like trying to keep Mickey in the mix and Mickey trying to keep Mickey relevant. Like maybe at the last minute they were like, oh, let's make him instead of Donald, yeah. let's make him Mickey just to yeah, just just to keep him in the public eye. And because oh, yeah, those... it's, I don't think like even if it was Donald Duck, it still wouldn't like save this cartoon or anything. It's still just a boring because no. it just evolves into Pluto runs into a gopher who like eats. Mm -hmm. Mickey's ball like an apple, and then go for and make mm -hmm. and Pluto just spends the last three minutes of this cartoon chasing a gopher, and it's like, that, like yeah, less interesting really than, thing. than 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 fucking Caddyshack, yeah. Yeah, the only and that's saying something. The only thing I can <laughs> say about Caddyshack. that last section, yeah, is those poor animators who had to draw all the dirt as they both chase each other. That's good the dirt ground. again with Disney. We're always yeah. great with spe uh, spe uh, special effects animation, but yeah. And like the gopher's not really well designed. It's not like a character of nah. itself. It's just a random gopher. Like, and it just says like, choo, 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 choo. yeah. Which whatever that not is. Not that every and... like secondary character that shows up in a Disney cartoon nah. has to be like them trying to invent a whole new character that's going to get its own series. No. But even that's there's not the, yeah the gopher has no personality. It's just yeah. This, this golf course also looks like ass because there's a hole on top of like a precarious little hill. <laughs> ah, it's a cartoon golf. course. Course, what do you expect? Not every golf course can be the miniature golf course of the Simpsons, like, like you know, fucking Abraham Lincoln, the gorilla and shit, and gorilla, shit. Yeah. Lincoln. Oh man, oh, man. They make a bunch of holes in the, in the hill, chasing each other around, and then it all falls down. And Mickey glares at Pluto, and then it says, "Ah, oh, you're just a butt," and it ends. That's that. They, even the animators couldn't come up with a good ending because they're just like, I don't know, whatever. It stops. The end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It stops. I'm surprised Mickey just doesn't turn to the camera and go, "Go home. We're finished. Mm -hmm. We're tired. I need to go back to sleep." I guess Here's your feature presentation, I guess. I guess. Here's Gone with the Wind, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Did Disney... I'm assuming Disney must have been running shorts. It's not like you would just run shorts... It's not like Disney had that many feature films, so I guess you would have yeah. shorts produced by one studio running in front of them. No, because these were all distributed by RKO, so I'm assuming it must have been RKO live-action features. Because it's not like Warner Brothers... Well, Warner Brothers are the Looney Tunes. Those shirts were just before Warner Brothers. Man, I would love to go. Man, imagine going to see Casablanca, but then you get to see like brand new like make, like Bugs Bunny shorts and shit. Oh man, that would have been a good time. Anyway. Yeah, but you also have to sit through old racist newsreels and shit. Yeah, and and cars get, about tomorrow. Yeah, and then you have to like you like walk past the black. Susan got a new stove. She can now look inside and see her turkey cookie. I mean, that uh -oh. would be as a time Dad's traveler. coming home. Better hurry and finish yeah. that turkey. If I could just Susan. jump in and out without having to worry about like the social repercussions of all the horribleness <laughs> around me, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. yeah, now we're gonna get to a better cartoon because it involves Donald Duck again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Chef Donald. Mm-hmm. He's working on a cooking scrapbook with rubber cement. And he's not paying it. He's not paying attention to what he's doing, I guess, because he put roast duck in there. He cut it out and everything. It's in. It's in his scrap piles. So what was he doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you doing? And again, it's Donald? not like he has roommates or a wife or anything like that who could have actually slipped that in. It's like mm. I, I think he might have Fight Club multiple personality disorder. He got too high though. <laughs> That's actually getting. Just edit this just so he's got just the like inconspicuous bong just in the corner of a couple mm -hmm. of shots. Yeah. In the At least he does hate it and rips it out. Yeah. And then the radio does the NBC chime. Boom, 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 and yeah. it's time for Mother Mallet's cooking show. She's gonna teach you how to make some fucking waffles. To be fair, Dripping man. Dripping with butter. No. Swimming with syrup. 
And as she's talking about that, the fucking waffles appear in Donald's eyes, and mm. it is all nicely uh, animated with like little, 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 little toasty waffle, like little heat waves mm-hmm. wafting off in the butter and the syrup. And like, I was like, watching this cartoon, I was like, I'm down with making some waffles right now. I'm almost ready to go off and back, run to my pantry and come back with, and throw everything on the table. Is this a thing that they had to do where, like, I'm assuming, like, they had cooking shows on the radio, right? And I'm sure it wasn't that you were supposed to be cooking along with them. It's the idea that you would just write down the recipes, right? Because, like, that's what Donald decides to do, because you can't, like, unless you're going to... Well, I guess the the lady on the radio, she does try to kill Tom... I'm jumping ahead, but you go ahead, talk. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. I think you did cook with them if you wanted. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying, because, like, like, they... they, they... Because who actually painted along with Bob Ross? Well, but he does. That's a good point. Because, yeah, I guess it's hmm. the Bob Ross isn't... I'm sure somebody does, but... And they made it to be, you know, so you could do that, yeah. but... But, I mean, it's interesting that she does play music on her cooking mm-hmm. show to, like, the, to allow for cooking times. Which I wonder if that's, yeah. a, like, a, something they just came up as a gag for this cartoon versus that maybe that's actually what it was like in real life, too, but... Anyway, so, yeah, Donald's, but Donald starts... Yeah, he starts mixing all this he shit He sniffs together. his rubber cement and puts it somewhere he can accidentally add it to his mix, yeah. which he does, and... While he mixes it, there's going to be some organ music, and the rest of the cartoon is just a visual joke about Donald dealing it. with the rubber cement batter. Yeah, just like the last cartoon was Donald fighting a clock. This time, it's just him fighting rubber cement batter, which is not mm. bad. It's 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 funny to show how, like 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 this last cartoon we just talked about with Pluto. Pluto was lame, and he, like he actually had more technically more like just like him fighting a gopher on a golf course seems like it would have more potential than someone just fighting rubber cement. Uh, waffle batter but the fact that they're able to milk like donald duck fighting a clock or donald duck fighting rubber cement cake batter and it actually makes for a more interesting cartoon just shows the highlights how more interesting of a character donald duck is and because donald duck yeah. yeah he's he's trying to passively cook but then like things get all stretchy he smacks things and it really is just them just trying to come up with fifteen thousand different gags for like how can donald fuck himself with stretchy stuff um mm-hmm. yeah well, you can t- trying to mix it so hard it turns into a helicopter with a spoon and flies around <laughs> and great. grabs the waffle maker and ties him up and slams through a table. Yeah, that's I love. <laughs> There's a great image of the propeller, and this is such a weird idea of the propeller cake batter flying through the air, grabs hold of the uh, uh, the waffle iron, and like I thought it was going to be more of a thing like it would smash up the kitchen, and it doesn't really like it, I think it lands on his head. But I thought it was going to be a whole thing of him being chased around the apartment while it gets destroyed by the... But yeah. Oh, just... Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so, uh, his face gets stuck in the batter making air bubbles, which, as an adult, was rather horrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this is, his ass falls in the unplugged waffle maker, and it cooks his ass into a waffle. Yeah. And you know, the lady yeah. gets on the radio and says, if your waffle is not brown enough, we suggest cooking it a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And Donald mm-hmm. gets all angry at the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He nails the batter down, tries to chop a wood axe, and it just <laughs> when cut he your chops it with the axe and he bounces back up in the ceiling, just something about the timing and the sound effect, it's like almost like Looney Tunes caliber, just like perfect. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts off this weird thing, like, he, like, hits the ceiling with the axe, which causes a crack to appear, which mm-hmm. goes over the ceiling down the wall, and I'll let you talk, because you have the notes on this. 
Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. You can do it too. It's uh, <laughs> it's not like we're gonna get lost in this deep plot. It's exactly. Yeah. Or you're gonna skip any uh, of the plot. But yeah, so I, there's there's the gag like the crack goes down the wall and it hits the window mm. and it can, like cracks the glass on the window and so Donald's like, well, okay, like, at least that that's done. But then suddenly the crack keeps on continuing down the open window to the base of the wall and down to the carpet. Mm. It actually does like this whole 360 around the room and like Donald traps the crack in a like. A hatch in the floor, and like the crack yeah, goes down, down to, the, to basement. the basement. Which I love the idea that <laughs> Donald's now treating this crack in the, f- the, the the fact that this house is cracking in half as this creature he's now ca- captured in his basement. I guess yeah. Yeah, it opens up the basement door and starts screaming "Dead by Dawn" at him. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, that you know that joke it, right it, there is funnier than anything in actual Evil Dead too. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> It does come up the other side of the house and puts an nail out that he had hammered down the batter with, and it slams into the back of his head. I do like the way he slides across the floor with the rug in his mouth, yeah. and then the bull lands on top of his head and he chops it in two. I also like the quiet shaking and anger when he's just... Yeah. We can all relate to at some point in our life. Yeah, or currently. Donald Duck is just constantly angry all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, can't, who can't be <laughs> identified with that all the time right these now, days? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's finally fed up enough it throws it out the front door but it catches on the door handle close the door and lands in a tree and pulls the tree towards the door which makes a branch knock on the door and donald's happy he's like oh company fantastic it's the tree branch knocking on the door because like you can see the gag coming from Mm -hmm. a mile away but it's the addition of the like the door gets knocked on so he opens the door again it's like who who's there and then yeah gets hit in the face with the the rebounding uh uh waffle batter Yep, and um, it makes him into a marionette hanging from the ceiling, and then the, on the radio, Mother Mallard's like, fuck, baby, wasn't that fun? Won't you let me hear from you if you liked it so much? It's so Donald rushes out the door all the way to the radio station and beats the living fuck out of this lady who did nothing wrong. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're it's a very you... dark ending. <laughs> like, you can listen to her scream and shit. I forgot. I thought the ending was him just running away, which that's kind of always a funny thing in cartoon where the protagonist is so thoroughly beaten by the circumstance he just runs away and then like Iris is out but I forgot it's not just that but he goes off and beats an innocent woman to death at a radio booth oh mm-hmm. god fucking cartoon I love cartoons fucking what would we do without them <laughs> they're so horrible but great oh my mm-hmm. god hey speaking of horrible here comes a little whirlwind <laughs> fucking 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 Mickey Mouse, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Your time is <laughs> over! Stop trying to be a thing! Mickey Mouse- No, I- This is not like the worst cartoon we've ever had, but it's so passively nothing. Like, even the thing yeah. that he's being attacked by is such a nothing. Oh, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, what happened to you? You're- even yeah, well, it's that ugly design again. Yeah, so... which is kind of funny because, like, I always like if you showed me a picture of this Mickey Mouse, I would assume it was like 1950s Mickey Mouse because it's so kind of mm-hmm. weird looking. But no, I guess yeah. this is just 1940s Mickey Mouse now. Mm-hmm. And Minnie's all topless in her kitchen baking oh, a cake. God, yeah, again with the black skin, kind of reading as like a human being a little bit for some reason, and it's just like, yeah, she's just flat out fucking topless. It's almost right mm-hmm. up there with the first episode of The Simpsons where Lisa shows up and she's like naked doing the hula or whatever the hell. She's doing the Christmas like pageant. She's pretending to be the South Seas um, Santa 
and she's like wearing nothing but like a hula skirt and she's oh, like oh yeah it's we-, and you're like it's- and that's literally the first thing you see of Liz- lisa simpson's on the simpsons show is that and it's like ah, that's weird and even on the dvd commentary that the editors are like yeah we should probably give her actual clothes for that because it just looks weird <laughs> yeah anyway but yeah naked fucking topless <laughs> mickey mickey's mickey's got it made because he's his-, his wife is just running around making giant cakes topless while he's just walking around in the bright sunny day just go- like fucking jerking off in the-, in the garden i guess yeah well I, th- I don't know i don't think they're together in this cartoon because she bakes a cake puts it on her windowsill oh that's right yeah because she's all pork like, pie hat she says i've got nothing for loafers good day oh yeah. i see fuck she, yeah, but he says he was, he's, i can see your titties <laughs> i got all i want i fuck the cake i just want to see your titties again he knocks on the window and wiggles his ears at her and she sticks her nose up ahead and says she got nothing for loafers yeah. and he says oh clean up your yard and she's just like sure whatever but be careful of her petunias so he gets to raking and doesn't he say and really I'll, strange... I'll clean it so it'll be like unrecognizable or something like that maybe or something like oh, I wonder what's he's got happen. weird buck teeth while he's cleaning and yeah but, uh, what is that? It's a whirlwind coming down the streets, blowing leaves around. Oh, no. Uh, the most interesting thing it... about this cartoon is, like, I'm always fascinated mm. when Disney does transparent, like, textures and stuff like that, because that must have been interesting mm-hmm. to paint. I'm assuming they must have taken some paint and, like, diluted it with water or something like that. And so I just think about all the the, 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 the extra time that the ladies in the paint department had to spend. And just, like, painting literally thousands of cells of this translucent tornado thing. And get, ma- making it so it reads properly. But, yeah, this is the rest of this shitty cartoon. It's just Mickey Mouse being menaced by a uh, tornado that's, like, smaller than he is. Mm-hmm. So, um... It sneaks up behind Mickey, moves his basket around. Great jokes. He can't <laughs> put his leaves in it. He nails it down. Where's Roland Mickey going to put leaves? I'm, I'm scanning through the episode now. That's like a that's like like a quarter of the episode. It's just like where's my <laughs> leaves gonna go? Gag. Yeah. Hey, the kid, uh, tornado takes leaves, dumps them in Mickey's overalls. Mickey dances to some Scottish music. They fight over the basket. <laughs> There's a it bit comes where apart. Mickey's bent over and the tornado is kind of like looking at his ass with his pointy end. And I was like, they're not gonna do like. The tornado is gonna shove himself up Mickey's ass, right? No, they just do the thing. He dumps the leaves in his pants, but like, yeah, uh, I, 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 whoever storyboarded this must have pitched for a moment. Like, can we do something with the tornado? Maybe I'm just thinking about. Maybe I'm just anally fixated. I'm just assuming if there's anything pointy pointing at someone's butt, it has to go up their butt. But hey, what the hell, what's wishful talking thinking? About? Anyway, I don't know. Well, yeah, leaves in the sand, so, and then there's army mm-hmm, leaves. Mm-hmm. I, I, Makes the leaves march around and then like bring it up to life. It's then... uh, shades a little bit of what was the uh, Mickey's nightmare where Mickey dances with mm-hmm. the inanimate gloves. It's a little yeah. bit like that because the leaves get up and they're kind of shaped a little bit like hands, but they turn into yeah. kind of like soldiers. They're all like dancing to like you know the drum music and, and following the the mm-hmm. tornado around. Yeah. Mickey lays away, catches the whirlwind in a bag, rides it like a rodeo bull, then kicks it away only for it to return again. So Mickey attacks it with a rake, chases it off screen, only to return with its older brother, a whole big old tornado. I do like to reveal that the baby tornado's got a big brother, which that's kind of great. The the escalation is is nice. 
It destroys everything, trying to suck Mickey in, Minnie finishes her cake, sees everything is ruined outside, and blames Mickey, calling him a clown. You think Mickey threw those rakes through an entire tree? What do you- Like, this is obviously late week. I mean, I- Your neighborhood's destroyed, Minnie. You think he did that? I know, it's a cartoon. It's work on cartoon logic. She didn't hear this tornado destroying everything around her. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, well, at the same time, I've seen- I don't think all of them are on the service yet, but I've seen- uh, quite a few of these shorts from this era with Mickey and Minnie. And they write Minnie like a... Whoever was writing these really didn't like women because they write Minnie like a complete psychopath. Minnie's never been a good character. A lot of the time. If anyone listening to this can think of like a good Minnie cartoon involving Minnie or anything like that, or like, not even a short, but like any kind of situation where Minnie was anything less than just like, just a horrible lady yeah, her mouse. stuff on, on Disney Junior is not too bad right well, now. I'm sure she's better on the newer cartoons, but like... And she's got those yeah. shoes, those deep, deep shoes <laughs> that I profoundly dislike for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that they just didn't draw her feet just, like, meeting the tops of her shoes. It's just, it's, it always creates the impression that she's, like, a little girl wearing her mom's, like, too big for her shoes or some reason. It just looks weirdly yeah. clumsy, but... Yeah, she comes out, she's finished the cake, she kisses the, the cherry, and she sees... Uh, the well, no, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah she does, yeah. And she sees him, and he's like, so I guess I don't get the cake. And she says, oh, you do, and she throws it. Oh. And he eats the cherry off the top, and it ends. That's it. There's not even, like, a, a witty Great little, joke. like... Like, I'm expecting him to say, like, some kind of, like, ain't, like, ain't I a stinker, anything. There's For them to reach some kind of button at the end of the cartoon. Nope, it just kind of ends. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. It just kind of goes, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Like every episode of the Tardy the Party ends, it's just like, I don't Heck know, yeah. we don't we don't know what we're saying. Boom. No. Mm -hmm. Hey, did Bill would just add, maybe Bill just put some audio of us talking about Animal Crossing at the very end instead. I don't know how, uh, but the next cartoon has the most notes of any of us so far. Really? It's Pluto Lens Apollo. Are you taking drugs? I think, I think it's because I was complaining so much during <laughs> It's not... You know what this is? Well, also, also, it starts with this picture is dedicated to the Tail Wigger Foundation oh. recognition of its work in lending a paw to man's animal's friends. And hey, it's still a thing. They're like, it looks like they're doing good work, you know, helping pay for animals needed surgeries, abandoned animals needed surgeries. That thing they're still doing today, like it exists. Yeah, good for you, Tail um, Which are already going to upset us because we were both notorial, notorious animal haters. Um, we have actually delayed this episode a couple times because we like to go down the river and just throw kittens in the- <laughs> put kittens in bags and throw them in the river. Um. It's winter time, Pluto's sniffing around the snow when he hears a beauty and sees a bag tied to an iron floating down the river on an ice block. And the idea that people used to drown unwanted cats Used to, I'm, so still, often. I'm sure that's still, yeah. Well, yeah, but it was so frequent. I mean, they still so drown baby was a, girls in China. It was, it like, was a fucking trope in in cartoons for babies. Yeah, that's horrifying. That's that's yeah. Old timey people were terrible. That's kind of nastier than anything you'd see in an itchy scratchy cartoon. Man, my, I've been showing my housemate Joshin it uh, Simpsons for the first time, and he's never seen the Simpsons before. And he saw his first itchy and scratchy short, like the first time itchy and scratchy show up, and he was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Oh man, that's <laughs> like early days itchy and scratchy." If you think that's bad, just keep watching. Holy shit! Anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, he anyway, rescues the bag. Yeah, pulls it out, there's a kitten in it. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> it is a nasty. It's like, it's like what was it, Geppetto's cat, but worse? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a very interesting character designed for that cat. And like, no. the personality of the cat's nothing. It's just a precocious also, kitten. 
And good, oh good, it's one of those cartoons where Pluto's an asshole. Those are always great. I heard Olaf's an asshole. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. He goes home, the kitten follows him, even though he snorts it not to it. They go through the doggy door, and Mickey's in there, and he has Pluto as friend, and Pluto's not a fan, and Mickey gives the kitten a saucer of milk and Pluto's bull, and enjoy cleaning up all that diarrhea later, Mickey. <laughs> I didn't think about time. that. You know what I, what this car, the cartoon realize, reminds me of and makes me hate this cartoon so much? Um, I had to mm. look it up to make sure what I was thinking of. Looney Tunes did this so much better with Mark, Antony, and Pussyfoot ten years later after this. Oh, yeah. That's the big brutish dog who gets a little black and white kitten. And, like, you know, the, the joke is the big dog's like this giant bulldog and his little kitten is, like, going mew and, like, scratching on his fur and, like, sleeping on his back. And he's all like, oh, it's so much better than this. Which, granted, they had mm -hmm. ten years to, you know, to think up a better idea than this. But, anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. I oh, know it's fine. You're you're right. Looney Tunes are so better. good. Not to be. I don't want every Disney through the decades. Me one. You know this is good, but man, Looney Tunes so much better. Um. Yeah, but there's also plenty of bad Looney. Well, exactly, Tunes, and we're just having to be talking about another bad Disney cartoon. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah. So Pluto scowls from under a table, and then the devil on his shoulder pops out of his head to say, "Fuck up that baby cat." It's interesting. It's names. a green. It's a green devil, which I think they're doing. The, it's the green of envy because before the mm. devil and the angel show up, uh, the Pluto's eyes turn green literally with envy because Mickey Mouse is like mm. giving preferential mm. treatment to the kitten, and the, but then just a normal Pluto, quote unquote normal Pluto angel shows up and is all like. Yeah, and and like nah, 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 nah. you be a good, you be a good dog. Be nice to that pussy cat. And as as is par for the course with cartoon devils and angels, the angels always like effeminate weirdo who can never like really counteract how badass and cool the devil uh, is. Yeah, and also the, the when the the devil pokes the angel in the ass with his pitchfork, it, it I happened to pause it at that moment, and it's like got a big smile. <laughs> what the angel? Yeah, you looks like he likes getting poked in the ass. You like what's the um what's the Neil Gaiman book about the devil and the angel? They're like like frenemies, lovers, Man. slash guys. It's like that kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So the devil says he's stealing your grub, grub. So Pluto snarls at the kitten away from his bowl and then away from his bed. And then the devil comes up with a plan to get rid of the kitten involving the fish that's in there and. Pluto licks him and says, and the devil tells him, hey, lay off the cinnamon, huh? I did what? like that line. I've never heard that <laughs> before, but that's a great way to put it. Lay off the cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. So he puts the kitten by the fish, and then it reaches in the bowl trying to get the fish, but it can, and it falls over, grabbing the tablecloth under the fish, and it all goes over, crashy, crashy, boom, Mickey comes in, eyeballs everyone. And then ask the fish, hey, who will hop on who I behind it? I legitimately feel bad for the kitten because the kitten's all like, I did not do anything. And yeah, yeah. And, and the shot of Mickey turning around and his finger getting like in the audience's faces in a big close up, it, like, I thought that was great. He's like, who did it, fish? Yeah. Mm -hmm. was she good. rats Pluto out right away. So out in the snow he goes. Then later, the cat chases a ball through the doggy door and then out to a well where it falls in the well and freaks out. And then Pluto comes over and is conscious bicker about if he should save the cat or just let it drown. It takes a while one... for this to get sorted out, too. Yeah. yeah, the evil one punches the good one and calls him a pushover. So the good one takes off his wings and punches the evil devil. And then, then 
He was before he punches him, he turns yellow and slinks away, tries to slink away, but he gets punched in the face and then the good one's like, fucking save that kitty as the, the cat sinks below the surface to drown. It's fucking dark. So he grabs the rope in from the bucket and pulls it up, and but he happens to fall down inside and his screams of terror bring Mickey out and Mickey comes outside and notices a kitten but doesn't notice Pluto and then Pluto screams again <laughs> and he pulls up the bucket and Pluto's encased in ice so he pulls really hard and smashes the ice and smashes all over and blah blah blah. And then he's inside soaking in warm water. And now they all flans. They do like that. The angels... I, I, th that is one of my favorite cartoon tropes. If someone is really cold, so they put them in a bucket of like hot water and like dump boiling mm. water over them to warm them up. And you can yeah. see like the temperature of their body. Like they do the thing where it like you know like raises the level. They go from being cold to like normal colored. I always love that. That's always a great gag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now and it ends with uh, the angel saying, "Kindness to animals will be rewarded in the end." I guess so. Yay! Which makes me just think about the billions of cats and dogs that have ex existed since this cartoon was first uh, shown, and that have died just even of just of old age since then. It kind of makes me kind of sad, but yeah. Um, I'm always <laughs> always. That's one of the reasons why I've never had too many personal pets of my own in my life, because I can never tolerate pets getting old and dying or any bad things happening to them and stuff. I'm always happy to be a good pet pet uncle to friends' uh, pets, but... Yeah, anyway, but... Yeah, but that's that. That's this whole cartoon. Was that all? Yeah, I guess that or was that, all of them. Shit. That's six of them, yep. Um... Oh, that's that block. It was okay -ish, I feel like we I pulled guess? on a slot machine. With six slots, and we got like two, two cherries. What are the bad things in a slot? Kid slot machine, turds. We got uh. four turds and a. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The two. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, it actually wasn't that bad. The two Donald Duck cartoons are pretty good. The Goofy cartoon was good. It just happens that the two Mickey's. Well, I guess it's technically it's three Mickey's. The three Mickey's we're we real got. Stinkers. Yeah. It just happened to be that two of those Mickey's tend to be were also Pluto's, which meant they were actually bad. Um. Yeah. Fuck you, Pluto. <laughs> go go oh, back to blue. dog school. Learn to be better. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. So that that's this week's Disney through the decades. That's that's actually a pretty good cross section of Disney cartoons at this time. Where three of them pretty good, three of them were bad, but like not like end of the world bad or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, the the next thing that would come after this would be the Reluctant Dragon, which we've already talked about. Which we've already actually in the past yeah. joked. Actually, you you're, you're talking about taking the week off. Well, we'll see. Some, uh, for Father's Day. Wait, that would. Well, that would be the next Disney through the decades. Episode, well, that's what I'm saying. We could post that as a. No, actually, that don't one quite line up. Uh, but yeah, we we've been joking about just reposting that as a, a as a Disney through the decades branded episode. Uh, but yeah, so uh, on our next Disney Through the Decades, do you have the list up? What would it be after the Reluctant Dragon? Yeah, it's how to play baseball, how to swim, how to fish, the Olympic champ, Mickey's birthday party, uh, Donald's tire trouble. Yeah. So watch that shit. A lot of goofy. A lot of goofy. It's a big helping. It's a big platter of pancakes and goof. Uh, the next episodes will be thick with goof. Um, oh, so that's I don't know why that sentence is gross, but it sure is. What is that? Thick with goof. Can we just change the name of Disney through the tickets to Thick with Goof?
Yes, yes, we're This was nasty. Oh, thick mm-hmm. goof. Oh, that's how Max was God, made. God, that's just about to say. His wife was thick with goof. When they go in the Goofy movie, they go to visit the mom's grave, and it just has her name, and then beneath it just says thick with goof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty oh gross. Pretty gross. Oh, my God. Do we have anything else important mm-hmm. to say about anything? This seems like a short episode. It's an hour long. I mean, that's a decent We're so used to recording mm-hmm. two-hour episodes, but the fact that it's only an hour long seems kind of anticlimactic. But, yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much what these cartoons deserve. Um, I, that's what they deserve. Well, considering the three of these cartoons we did not like, I'm actually surprised yeah. we actually went in, in depth as uh, with them as we did. But, but yeah, I think I think we're kind of oh, coasting. I, I did. I yeah. I was gonna write it down, and I I kept thinking to myself, no, I'll remember that I would argue with myself in my head. No, I'll I'm not. I'm gonna go. But in the Donald cartoon where he makes the pancakes, there's a point where he just. Rushes, she's like, get two fresh eggs, and he rushes out of the oh, house. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's got, like, he's, a chicken coop. He's, he's, I, there's no, you never see a chicken coop. I think he just robs his neighbor, the the chicken lady, and steals her the, freshly poured I, eggs. Which does make sense. He is a duck in pants with a house and yeah. a mortgage. It did, yeah. His neighbor could just be a chicken. Ch- and I didn't think about that. It could just be, does he show up with a pistol, waving her face, and uh-huh. lay two eggs right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. How yeah, do you police the... things in a world like that? What crime would that be? Because it's technically is it theft and assault? Like I don't what? know. Are they? I don't know. Was she in the middle of laying eggs and he just took them away before she could turn around and collect them? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. It's a dark, dark. There's world no. There's some, no Disney chicken character, right. huh? Oh, you know what? Yeah, there is. There's the opera singer. I was lady. about to say who she. She shows up in the next slate of cartoons. Next time. Yeah. That's oh Mickey's yeah. birthday party. Yeah, we'll do, we'll get that yeah. next uh, next week. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, speaking yeah, of next so week. He's... He's mother on. T- oh, what is next? No, week? just that you we're know? gonna do next week. Oh okay, no, we're I was, do some next week. Technically, we're recording. Yeah, like I said, we're recording these two Disney Through the Decades episodes back to back. So I'm not quite sure what's gonna appear in between these two episodes. Um, I had fine. been talking about uh, doing. Oh, you want Pretty in Pink. You want to mention? Yeah, you want to briefly go into the one that wasn't good enough to cover? Yeah, I. <laughs> the, yeah, I, I was juggling. Well, I'm definitely gonna do Pretty in Pink. Just guy, I, I hate us. I needed to mm-hmm. punch ourselves in the face one last time. And the other thing I was going to do was Whisper of the Hearts, which mm-hmm. I couldn't even remember the name of. All I know is there's one Studio Ghibli movie that I haven't seen that everyone's always like, have you ever heard about people like the, the, the song Country Roads Take Me Home is a big part of the plot yeah. of that? That's the movie with Country Roads Take Me Home. And I watched it. I well, Originally, I just started to watch it just to see if it was good enough for the, uh, the, the, the podcast. And I got suckered in because, like, and I got suckered into watching the whole thing. Because nothing happens in that movie. And I kept on watching it just to see if anything happens. Which is funny because... Um, I don't... Uh, not that it isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, actually, one of my favorite Ghibli movies is a movie called Only Yesterday. Which, that... Technically, not a whole lot of happens in that either. But at least that's a story about this girl. Or this woman. She's like in her mid-twenties. And it's like, uh, what was then contemporary uh, Japan. Like, the late 80s Japan. And she, despite the fact that she's only, she's only in her mid-20s, she's kind of feeling old and nostalgic for her own childhood. So she goes off on this, like, vacation to, like, at, the, at this farm out in the middle of, like, the rural Japanese countryside. And while she's on, uh, doing this farm stuff, she's having recollections to herself as, like, a young girl in Japan in the 1960s. 
And mm-hmm. it, there's not really much of a plot. She's just genuflect, genuflecting on her life and what her s- s- state in the world and things like that. This Whisper of the Heart thing makes that look like Titanic in terms of shit going on. Whisper of the Heart, I watched the first 45 minutes, it's just the day in the life of this high school girl. She just goes to high school, comes back, and that's it. And I was like, wait, I was watching, checking my watch, I'm like, this has been 45 minutes. And then finally the plot kicks in when she goes to an antique shop, and she's like a cat statue. I watched the whole thing, and I don't think there's enough plot for us to even actually have a whole episode about it. I, it's not that I disliked it. It's just one of those rare things where I was like, there'd be nothing to talk about. <laughs> like, it would be like... Do they even... Do they at least make food in it? Like, you know, Ghibli always has I'm the food porn. They make a violin. <laughs> um, Ooh. There, you know, actually, the most interesting thing that happened in the whole thing was... There's a moment where the girl goes to study, and I realize that's where they took the animated gift from the lo-fi hip-hop beats YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. That's what that's from. That that they took it from Whisper of the Heart. Uh, but yeah, and mm. the and, and the, mo- the thing ends with her saying, "Take me home, country roads." The the movie just ends. The the big plot is that she ends up asking a guy to go out with her, and he says yes. And then they sing oh. "Country Roads, Take Me Home," and that's and then it just goes cut to credits, and I was like, "That's it. That's the fucking movie." And the the one thing I even even bring it up right now to talk about it's interesting that that like um that movie was directed by a guy that was the first dude that that was that dude's first animated feature film that he had directed. Uh, reading about this after watching Whistle of the Heart, turns out that guy was the guy that like I guess uh, Miyazaki and Takahata, the guys in charge of Studio Ghibli, along with their producer Toshio Suzuki. Um, those three guys were hoping that the guy who directed Whisper the Heart would be the guy who would eventually take over for them someday, and essentially inherit the company, become like the next generation of creator. Uh, but a couple years after Whisper the Heart came out, he died of overworking, just like so many Japanese creators do, of like in the animation and ma- manga fields. And mm-hmm. so that's it. That's that one guy's one contribution to animation in terms of like directing a feature film. And, uh, so, yeah, that's Whisper of the Heart. That's really what I just spoke about for the last five minutes. That's all after watching that movie. It's fine, but now I have to come up with something else, because, yeah, it was, I was either going to do Whisper of the Heart or Pretty in Pink. And I don't know if I want to do Pretty in Pink. I ordered a book about John Hughes I wanted to read before we do one last John Hughes yeah, thing. that's fine. That might take a while to get here. So I don't know what's yeah, going to be the next episode. Um, there may, it may fine. be entirely possible that we run these two Disney uh, Through the Decades episodes back to back. We'll figure out mm. stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. we figure out. <sighs> well, yeah, Whisper of the Heart. It's not bad. Just, just... Not worth it. Yeah, I mean, about. really. Like, if you took notes... I would almost want to do that episode just to see what notes you would take. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would be you'd be bouncing off the wall. You'd be like, there's nothing to talk about. Anyway, so... Yeah. Actually, that'd be easy because I wouldn't have to. That's do what anything. I was saying. It would make it would make for like literally like a twenty minute episode, and we'd be talking about Animal Crossing half the time. Which again, that wouldn't even yeah. be bad, but yeah, but it wouldn't be worth so ju- us watching the movie though. Yeah, yeah. He's a mother on Twitter on the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tart Podcast Twitter, Tart Podcast Share us around if you aren't ashamed that you listen to us. <laughs> there's, uh. there's more. It's more embarrassing podcast you can listen to. We're not great, but at least we're not embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Motoring. Go support him. That's you're not supporting our podcast. I have to. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I don't want you to think that you're supporting this garbage. No, you're supporting. Oh, God. I can't imagine. We have so few listeners. Like, it would be hilarious to see what would happen if we started a Patreon. And then everyone finds out that we literally literally only have like three listeners. Um, Well, I love you, listeners. I I love you enough (laughs) not to guess, not to burp in your ear, I guess. 
Not to, to not to ask you to pay for this Garbo. Oh, God sure no. We appreciate. Thank you for you. listening to us for free. We should be paying you guys to listen to us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like it, rather actually, that's something we should do. Rather than like trying mm-hmm. to get ads, like we run ads for like Casper mattresses or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should just run ads for our <laughs> listener stuff, just to keep make mm-hmm. sure they don't wander away. Like yeah. Jonathan Mitchell, if you if you if you own like a store or something like that, let us know and we'll just run free ad space for you. It just promise not to stop listening to us. You don't have to listen to us, just download the podcast. So it reads yeah. as a as a download. Yeah, someone someone loves us. So. Yeah. Someone loves us. And the next time it's gonna be some Sun. or Disney. Who knows? We'll, we'll be here regardless. Come hell or high water. We'll be here. Yeah. Um yeah, I got nothing else. Bill's got nothing else. So until the next time, if you're feeling your holes of pop culture, we'll see you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you say Fabergé eggs? Fabergé eggs. So long. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Everyone loves your fucking, uh, what's it called when you have a thing that you always say? Is it Fabergé eggs for you? Catchphrase? Yeah, catchphrase. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> randomly just yelling out Fabergé eggs while leaving a room. Fabergé eggs! So long, everybody. Take off them We'll have to hide that armored car when marching to Berlin. We'd almost be ashamed of it in Rome. So if you can't oblige us with the brand new gun, the home guard might as well go home.